Hello, everyone, and welcome to the first episode of the Brodad Podcast. I am your host, Mike Todd. A little bit about me before we get into it. This podcast came about because I love having conversations with people and learning new things, and I wanted to bring that to other people. I realize there's a lot of other podcasts out there like this already, but I hope to bring something special and fun to this one. I came up with the name Brodad because I'm a guy that likes to do bro things and have a good time, but guess what? I'm also a dad. But enough about that. My first guest today is my very good friend, Eric. Eric and I, along with some other guys, recently did a 50-mile backcountry trip in the Great Smoky Mountains National Park. We're going to deep dive on this trip, going to all the fun things we did, the wonders of the wilderness, and the things we dealt with on our dad baddicle. So let's get right into it and enjoy. All right, there we go. I'll just edit that part out. All right, bro, so what's going on, man? This is my buddy, Eric. Good to good to see you again, man. It's been been a little bit. Been haven't been able to catch up too much with work and stuff, but work and school and yeah, it's been a little too much. Honestly, I'm ready for some of it to back off, and uh, both of us free up a little time to try and do another hike. Yeah. So uh, if you guys didn't catch the little intro I gave, Eric and I, along with some other buddies, did a 50 mile backcountry hike through the Great Smoky Mountain National Park, which was friggin' awesome. Uh, but a trip that should have took, I don't know, what, five days? It took two weeks. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, so we'll get into that here a little later. But So do you, uh, do you remember how we got down the idea of doing a backcountry trip? Because I don't. It's been no, almost mean, a year ago now that we did this. Well, and, and it's funny because I remember whenever we did start talking about it, it was something that Gus from work had already discussed with us also. Um, he and I had discussed it maybe a year or two before – it even came up with you guys. And yeah. I was like, uh, the first time we were discussed, it was me and Mac and Gus, some other coworkers were like, well, um, everybody says they'd be down for it, but nobody's, w- nobody's willing to make up any plans. And, uh, you know, it came up two or three times and no arrangements were made. And uh, then time passes at least a year. And I, I'm talking to somebody else about how Gus had mentioned it. And, you were like, I want to do that too. And then the next thing you're doing, you're sending us messages. You're looking at routes. Yeah. You're doing it. And you, you kind of made things Because happen. I was unemployed so. at the time. So I had all the time in the world <laughs> to, to go through and, and look all that stuff up. And we, I mean, it, it just took somebody that had the uh, wherewithal of how to figure that out and make it happen. Um, Gus and I liked the idea of it. But as you know, with the way this trip went, I'll walk anywhere with you. But I'm going to need you to plan the trip. So. Yeah. <laughs> And I, yeah, it, I, I mean, I planned it for what, from the time we talked about it to the time we went was six months at least planning yeah. routes and looking up places to go and texting you guys and, Hey, we need this date. We need this date. Like, can you do this date off? And, and eventually we came, we came on, you know, I figured out, Hey, let's go to Smoky Mountain National Park and, and we'll do uh it's called the Deep Creek to Clingman's Dome Trail. And I'm sure people who are out there listening if you've been in kind of backpacking, you know about that trail. Um, it's not like a crazy long trail like that, you know, the Appalachian Trail or the PCT or something like that. But it's a good trail, especially, you know, we were a beginner. We have never, I've never done any kind of backcountry hiking before, more than hiking through the woods here in Florida to go hunting or something, which is which sucks, but it's nothing like climbing a mountain. Uh, but I sent it to you guys, and you, you're like, yeah, sure, why not? It looks fine. What's this 50-mile stuff, though? <laughs> I didn't mind the distance. Uh, I thought the distance sounded good. It was it was more so the time frame. I wasn't sure if we were going to be able to make it in the, in the time we had allotted ourselves. 
Um, plus, you know, we wanted to be able to take in the sites that that kind of terrain out there, uh, especially parts of it that aren't so publicly known. I mean, there's those parts close to Deep Creek there that are very near the campground and you get mom and pop out there with their little kids and they walk the one or two miles out to some of those peaks. Yeah. Obviously those places get hit up a lot, but once you get off trail there a little further deeper into the woods, um, there are some amazing things that not many people are seeing. Yeah. So for me, I've always had such a deep attachment to the history of places, uh, especially this whole Eastern coast, knowing the pioneers that moved through those valleys and, the, and just thinking through the history of it. And for me, I, I w wanted to feel that and be a little closer to it. And I think we found a lot of places that I that that kind of struck a chord and hit home. But uh, that being in mind, I was like, well, if we're going to be moving along at a fast click, we're going to bypass a lot of these areas that I'd love to sit around and look at. And, yeah. Um, I think in the second portion where we, uh, it, yeah. like you said, the two weeks it took, I think the second portion we got to do that a little more and we made a little more intentional Absolutely. Effort um we'll get we'll get into that part a little later so so we finally the day comes it was october 21st i think it was something around there so it was october 20 something and, and that was the day we planned on and i said all right listen guys i'm gonna pick you all up at like 11 in the morning or something like that like something just weird so get up 11 o'clock i couldn't sleep so i just like I, I tried to sleep the best i could during the day took a nap and then 11 o'clock came around i was up and adam had all my i've had my and let's let's go back a little bit. Uh, I'd been preparing uh, me personally. I don't know about you or the rest of the guys, but me me personally, with all the time I had, <laughs> not working and being in school, uh, I'd been packing my bag and messing with my bag every day I could. My you know, and I went through three different bags during this time frame of just figuring out which one's going to be the best one for me. Was that what? Did you do something similar? I know we did some like a yeah. few training hikes, but that's what I was about to say. We we sent messages back and forth and. Uh, I, in his defense, the one thing I will say, Ryan wasn't as included in those group texts. Kyle definitely was. Um, so as far as preparation, I don't know. Maybe maybe we should have uh, sent out a little more information to Ryan, but he's always one of those guys that prepares on his own and has his own idea of how to deal with things. And yeah. I was just going to let like him Like most do men. That. Yeah, I understand <laughs> that. But, but the rest of us were bouncing ideas off each other, and uh, and I sometimes I wonder if had we included him in that, and maybe the rest of the trip would have gone a different way for him. But, uh, but yeah, for the buildup there where we were sending messages back and forth, I did a lot of shopping and uh, reviews. I'm, I, you'll see a theme throughout this entire trip as we discuss the decisions that we made. Um, I'm cheap. I'm very cheap. So I uh, found a couple of websites, a couple of things to really uh, save some money. But when I chose something, I committed to it. There was no extra backpack or anything. I was like, well, this is the one I bought. This is the one yep. I'm using. So. <laughs> Um, but yeah, I did the same thing. I, I researched each item before I purchased it. Um, I bought a lot of different things to make the trip more comfortable. And then I weighed the options of comfort versus weight and things like that for the, for the pack. Um, but I felt like there needed to be a lot of preparation. And I think, I think that's why you and I finished it and did, and had the determination to yeah. continue on because uh, you, we did some practice hikes, and the first one we packed our bags with back with books and rocks, you know. Yeah. And uh, we walked the hills that we could find here in uh, Florida, and we didn't have the rest of our stuff, so we just made it work and packed weight on. Yeah. My idea was, well, if I'm going to try and carry a 30 pound backpack, I'm going to practice carrying a 50 pound backpack. Yeah. And I think in the long run that helped with the whole hike. 
and made it a little more bearable. Whereas, you know, I went into it from the start saying, we're going to see some great sites, but a lot of this is going to suck. Absolutely. And uh, I think it made those tough parts bearable and it made the enjoyable parts that much, you know, more rewarding. Yeah, because I didn't make it a secret uh, at all from the beginning that, hey, we're going to, we're doing 50 miles over five days roughly. So do the math, guys. We're doing 10 miles a day. Yes. Uh, bring your comfy walking shoes and try to pack as light as you can. And it was pretty close to the trip when you sent out the text, but there was one day when you sent the text that had the degrees of incline. Oh, yeah, the, the incline map. Yeah, And that was the day where I was like, okay, up or down. Ten miles a day suck. is a lot. And there are a lot of people that I believe, you know, again, depending on the listeners here who have done hikes or maybe you're new to it, a lot of times down sucks as bad or worse than up. You know, you look to that down as a... <laughs> as a you know peaceful recovery and it is not man that not. weight on your back you, it you're just gonna be dragging you legs. down so so we get driving i pick everyone up we get driving up to north carolina and uh we started so it was about eight and a half hour we're not gonna jump into all the driving because it was just most everyone most of the time everyone's asleep i'm listening to music and uh, i drove the whole way at eight and a half hours which is nothing terrible done worse uh mm-hmm. but we Stopped at Bucky's halfway because you know you have to. It's a road trip uh, from Florida to Georgia, North Carolina. You got to stop at Bucky's. You can't, can't skip out on that. I, I took jerky on the mountain with me because of Bucky's. Exactly, <laughs> like that. Bucky's was our saving grace both to and from there. And uh, so we get up to Bryson City, North Carolina, uh, which was the starting point of the trail. Uh, for those who don't know, uh, Great Smoky Mountain National, Great Smoky Mountain National Park uh, spans. It, it covers the the line between the state line between North Carolina and Tennessee, um, so we actually were going to be hiking into Tennessee at one point in time, which was kind of cool. So we get up there, and I think it was like what eight eight something in the morning, eight thirty nine o'clock. We get started, get all of our gear going, say goodbye to the car because it's the last time we're going to see it for the next <laughs> few days, and uh, and we get going. And it wasn't it wasn't too bad. It, it rained a bit um, on the way there, but nothing too crazy. No really crazy hikes. You know, nothing too too high of an incline. There was a few little spots that were like, ooh, this guy's going to be the whole time. Oh, this is going to suck, but it's going to be fun. And then we get to our first campsite, like 1 o'clock. I mean, very early. Very early. And uh, I don't know if that was, I mean, it seemed like a, sh- a longer amount of time on, when I was planning it on the map. But we got there at like 1 o'clock. I was like, nah, this is fine, I guess. Like, we can rest up because... We did, I definitely knew the next day was gonna wasn't gonna be too fun because we were climbing up the Clingman Dome, which is uh, for those who don't know is uh, the highest. I think we looked it up as the highest peak east of the Mississippi. Yeah, or something I, like I that. It's sixty six. It's sixty six hundred feet. Yeah, it's elevation. a certain point in the APT. It's the highest point. Yeah, um, I think it's definitely high. The highest point on the Appalachian Trail. Um, I want to say, except for some point up north. I don't remember what it was that we read. I want to say there's one peak higher, like in Maine or something. Yeah. yeah, but uh, but it what it specified was the degree that we were gonna hit with yeah. this, like one of the steepest points, also. Yeah. So and me being the way I am, I'm constantly doing equations in my head, thinking that well, you know, no matter what it is, whether we're doing a 5K or or anything, I'm constantly trying to do a mathematical equation of this is how much I've done, this is how much I got left. So when we got to our campsite, the first thing I started doing was assessing how many miles we'd done. Yeah. And um, this is the part that will show how naive I was going into this, being a rookie climber or a rookie hiker like that. 
Um, but in my head, again, mathematics, I'm thinking five day hike, 50 miles, 10 miles a day, done. It was at that first campsite. I think we got there was 6.2 or 6.7 yeah, miles. It was not 10 miles. <laughs> and that immediately in my head, I'm like, well, <laughs> at we're, some point, we're going to have a very long day. We're I don't doing know more than 10 miles in one of these days. <laughs> and we did at some point yes. in the second half. But So that's what, I when we got to the campsite, I was both, you know, you're relieved to get to that first campsite, start setting up, um, which was partially good because we had new gear and we're, we're trying out some different types of um, camping experiences. And, and actually, now that I'm thinking of it, that wasn't the campsite we were supposed to go to, if you remember. Do you remember the well, campsite? The campsite we were supposed to go to, we couldn't get to because the trail was right. flooded. I was thinking that was day two, but you're right. That was yeah. day one. We we couldn't even get – I think we were two campsites short of the number. Yeah, we, we, we it would have been 10 miles had we uh, made it that. But this portion of the trail was completely washed out. Yeah. And, like, I mean, when I say it, it was a river run through it. Yeah, I mean, we did water deep. crossings on this camp trip, but that was that was one that we couldn't even We weren't consider. even going to try it because so. it was rough. There was all kinds of all kinds of crap in the river from it. But Well, and maybe if we saw our destination on the other side, but it just looked like a forest. There was no – Oh, yeah, it was We didn't see where we nothing. would be going if we attempted that water crossing either. So we did go back. That's right. I forgot about that. We went back to the campsite. That had signs posted on it for, hey, heads up, aggressive bear yeah, in the area. Don't stay here. There's a bear <laughs> that just destroyed our sleeping bags. And we were like, oh, probably nobody's picked this camp. We'll go ahead and stay here. <laughs> yeah, no one's coming here. We'll just hang out here. So, yeah, we get there. We start setting up our stuff. And I think three of us had hammocks, and one of us had a – one had a tent. Kyle had a tent. And so everything's wet at this point. We're trying to we're trying to get a fire going just to, so we can hang out. And I'm dead-ass tired because I had driven all, driven all night, and – just hiked, you know, from eight thirty. So I've been up. I've been up at least, I don't know, a bunch of hours at this point. Yeah, I don't. I don't know how you did that. I mean, I was thinking once we got to the parking lot, he's probably going to want to take a little break, maybe a two hour nap in the car before we start or something. And nope. you just got out, put your boots on, grabbed your backpack, and I was like, all right, we're doing this. Let's roll. <laughs> Get yeah. I start. was well rested, so I was. Like, yeah, you guys whatever. slept the whole time. <laughs> I, I drove the whole eight and a half hours. <laughs> But no, nah, that was I was fine with it because I got a good. You guys, you guys had worked the night, you know, I think the day before, the night before, whatever it was, and yeah, I and so I, you know, I I was like, I'll drive, I'll I'll get plenty of rest, it's all good, and then. I think that, you prefer it though, because didn't you drive the entire trip? Uh, the way home, I didn't drive the whole time. Okay. Uh, the right. first time I didn't drive the whole but time. But our second portion, you drove there and back. Yeah. Well, because you, had, yeah, again, you worked. You, oh, that, I picked that you up time, right I really after did work. Come straight from work. Yeah. Yeah. But, but yeah, so we, if I after we got. The tents and the hammocks all strung up. I was like, "All right, boys, I'm gonna take a quick nap." <laughs> and I think that's when I almost got killed by a tree limb falling down, or yes, something like that. that. Yeah, yeah. And it's funny because since then, you know, I'm obsessed with these shows about nature survival and stuff. I watch them all, beginning to end, every season. And uh, alone, alone is yeah, the you one get, I'm referring to. You got me to. onto yeah. alone. Uh, they just had an episode about that where the guy's setting up his camp. Like, oh, one thing you got to be worried about, and he shakes the branch, and a tree branch falls from above. Yeah, and I forget, Widowmaker, I think is what they call him. Yeah, and uh, she was talking about that, and one fell, and I'm like, oh, that could have been Todd. Yeah, <laughs> could have definitely been me because uh, I'm just, just taking my quick little, quick little cat nap, and all of a sudden I hear this giant crash behind me, and I was like, what the hell was that? And they're like, yeah, a giant, like a huge, like basically tree just fell from, from 40 <laughs> feet in the air. I was like, oh, cool. And here we are on these ginormous trees. I'm like, oh, God, I'm, I'm awake now. I think I'm good. I'll yeah. hang out over here, not in my tent or not in my hammock. And uh, I think we ended up getting the fire going and we hung out. And 
we drank a little bit, had some, we had some whiskey, and I took some Woodford Reserve in my flask, and I think you had some. I had Terramana. Tequila. Oh yeah, I had yeah. the Rocks Tequila. Uh, this is not free advertising, but if you want to be a sponsor, uh, Dwayne Johnson, more than happy to have you. Oh, yeah. Um, <laughs> so, but yeah, but it was a good time, hung out, and then you know we said, all right, let's get let's get some shut eye so we can get up and go in the morning, and then right about that time it downpoured. It rained its ass off all night long, and I was like, cool. It's a good way to break us in. Like, why not? And, you know, luckily enough, I, I don't know about you, my uh, my canopy kept me dry. I think all my stuff underneath me got wet, uh, like my boots and pants, but whatever. That's, yeah. That was all good. Yeah, same here. I mean, with the rain coming in, we knew it would. We had the idea that it might, but uh, when we had the one benefit of getting to the first camp early and setting up all that gear, I took a lot of time and thought into, you know, okay, I'm going to do this. I had an extra tarp. Yeah, we definitely my weren't rushing trying yeah, to put I stuff mean, up. And I wanted to I wanted to spend that time getting it right because if we had a day where we were getting to camp at last light, I was uh gonna be able to know, well, I've got my setup in mind and this is how I do it and I could do it in the Yeah, dark. because you only set your your, so. your hammock up one time on a when we did a training hike. Yeah, yeah. And honestly that and did turn into <laughs> a uh, Yeah. And that did turn into a mess a little bit. I don't know um I don't know what I did different, but on our training hike I uh, set up the hammock there in the park in Central Florida, and I had no issue. I uh, felt comfortable in it, and for some reason, when I got set up, I think maybe my trees were too far apart. We, it, As we said, there was the issue with the bear possibly coming into camp, and our trees were kind of in line, so we had to set up kind of connected to the same central yeah. tree. And uh, nobody was really keen on taking those last two trees deepest, closest to those little paths animal paths and and wood line yeah um, nope. and, pass. and i'm like oh i got it like i'm good i'll take it but it also ended up being the furthest apart of the trees too so yeah. my my cables were pretty tight um and i i think that was the biggest issue i had and i was looking forward to doing something different the second night and seeing if it affected my comfort i slept well when i was asleep but i couldn't get my feet beneath my head so i kept feeling like my feet were falling asleep yeah and uh, and I was just packed in there like a burrito. It just mm-hmm. real tight around me. Um, yeah, I was the same. I had I had to keep my legs open like a frog just to kind of keep my feet below me and yeah, and not have them falling asleep and getting more cold. So so which, I I think maybe beginner error there. I probably could have found something else or a different way of doing it and you know using those other nights to make that work for me. Um, but that first night. It was about an hour or two at a time, and then a wake up, and then a move around. And I thought I'd set up well enough with a tarp underneath me with my backpack and boots and everything out there that I could get out, stretch, and get back in. But, of course, the rain blew in sideways. I stayed dry, but there was no way I could get out and stand up without yeah. bringing water back into the hammock. I think I got so, up to piss one like one time in the middle of the night and just got drenched. And I was like, oh, cool. Like, yeah. This is not fun. I'm going to sleep wet now. <laughs> I already wasn't sleeping great in the first place because – I, I don't I, I did some camping as a kid, but not a lot. But that first night, I was like, "Oh, geez, are this bears gonna get me?" Or because I'd I'd watch way too many National Geographic do- documentaries about national the Smoky Mountain National Park before I went. And they were like, "This is the largest bear population per capita in any state yeah. or any national park." I was like, "Cool." I was like, "Well, and I don't know which way is the better way to be." Um, like you got that mindset where you know there's a lot of bears here, something could happen. But I've almost just growing up here in the southeast, I've almost got, I don't want to say no respect for them. I respect black bears. 
but that I've never viewed them as a predatory animal. Yeah, I mean, they're mostly vegetarian. Yeah, they're mostly. I mean, I guess they're omnivores, but they're mostly vegetarian. They eat berries and stuff. Or and, scavengers. I and, see them eating. You know, you, yeah. you learn about them from hunting and stuff, and it's like they're going to eat dead ant- dead things, and they're going to defend their cubs. So like, you always like watch trash. out for females. And but I've had dogs bigger than part. black. Most of them black bears though. Like yeah, female which, black. They're not very big. I mean, I I've been turkey hunting before and sitting at the base of a tree and had a bear come off the path, a black bear, and it at like eight feet. And clinched at it, and it run. I mean, I, yeah. I've never had one act like a predator towards yeah. me. And now, I know that, again, you come between one and its cubs or a hungry they one or something that's got rabies. Like, you know, you could – they are going to win that fight, yeah. but they've just never given me the feeling of this is a predator. So it's I fun. wasn't too concerned, but it, maybe I should have been more concerned. <laughs> yeah, it's funny. I was just watching a video. Uh, who posted I think it was Tim Kennedy maybe it posted it. You know who Tim Kennedy is, right? Only the name. If you look at that book right there, Scars and Stripes, that's Tim Kennedy. Yes. He was yes. former UFC fighter, Green Bray, sniper, just overall badass. But he posted a video of some other Green Bray whose his wife was letting the dog out to, you know, do its business and a black bear tried to eat the dog and the wife's screaming bloody murder and he runs out and this dude just like gets tall, puts his arms up and growls at the bear and the bear runs away. I was like, That is a that is a freaking man right there. That dude yeah. is badass. <laughs> like and it wasn't a small black bear because it it didn't look like it was in Florida. It was him. It wasn't him. It was another. Oh, it was, was another. Yeah, it was a video that he posted. It was another green beret. But the I mean, and the dude wasn't small either. But he, this, the bear crawled away like a little bitch. Hey. It was it was <laughs> hilarious. But well, and the only other predator to be worried about over this way, I, I don't think it's as bad up there. But is you got panthers or mountain lions, whatever you want to call them. But the good them. thing about them is they're pretty scarce. Yeah, like, you don't run into them a lot. They're, they're they like to stay hidden. They definitely are, but they stay hidden. But similar thing with a guy running through the mountains getting attacked by a panther. Did you hear about that over in Colorado? Is that the one he shot? He shot No, and he wrestled it. it and strangled it to death. Oh, that, yeah, that's right. Yes. We that ta- guy was my hero for yeah, a long time. Yeah, we talked about like, that before so we left. Badass. Like that dude, this, this dude freaking strangled a panther out that was trying to murder him like Talk about survivability. <laughs> I started looking it up. I heard it on Joe Rogan. He was talking about it. Yeah. I'm listening to it, and I'm like, no way. I start Googling it, and yeah, he's out doing a jog, and the thing pounced him from behind, and he starts turning around, wrestling it, and chokes it out. Skilt kills it with his <laughs> bare hands. Like, All right. That man has earned the respect of all men. Cheers to that guy. <laughs> cheers. But yeah, so I, I, I didn't sleep great that first night, because one, I didn't want to get killed by a tree, and two, more let, you know, bear, thinking I was a, a, a human burrito. Uh, but because of that little bit of paranoia, we could, we we definitely uh, made sure we had no food in our bags. Like not even scented. Like I had toothpaste because I don't want you know have disgusting breath by day five. And mint toothpaste. I was like, I'm gonna throw this in my bear bag and hang it up. Like because you never know. All yeah. my anything that had any kind of scent to it was up in the bear bag. Like oh, see, I kept a lot of that with me. I kept the scented stuff because I had my deodorant, my toothpaste. I had that in the hammock with me in a little go bag, and then I had. Um, a bag of snacks. I had the jerky yeah. and some oh, uh, yeah, you're peanuts brave. and stuff. I had that in the hammock with me. Nope, but, none of that. All in the bear bag hanging 20 feet in the air. Yeah? Not, not yeah. going to risk it. Not going to risk it. But, yeah, so we wake up next day and, you know. Well, before we woke up, remember, the bear did come into camp. Did it? You don't. You I think I know? slept through that. Yeah, there was. A, so Ryan's the first one that woke up and heard it. And that was whenever he and I were going back and forth and, like from two hammocks, it it come in through that trail, off closer to the foot of mine. But 
it moved under the tree where the bags were hanging. Yeah. And you could see it, like, standing on its hind legs, uh, like, trying to, because I slept with my headlamp on, and whenever it come out into the camp and I could hear it, you could hear it huffing and stuff. Yeah. And I turned my red light on, and he was standing on his hind legs trying to, like, reach the bags, but clearly he was way short for him. Yeah. And uh, he stood there for a little bit, and then Ryan started stirring. And I, did, I wasn't sure he was awake or not, but he, excuse me, he made a lot of noise, and uh, the bear ended up dropping down and running back into the woods. And the next morning we talked about it, and that was what Ryan was like. I was awake. I was, I was saw, saw yeah, there. Yeah, I think I slept through that one. Cause, really? Yeah. I can't believe you don't remember that part. Yeah, we talked about that for a little while. So I think I, I, I remember y'all saying something about it because I was like, yeah, I, I was – once I finally fell asleep, I was knocked out cold. Like, gotcha. There, uh, uh, literally, a bear coming through camp couldn't have woken me up. <laughs> well, apparently not. Yeah. So, but yeah, he came into camp because if uh, the other thing that was there, not only the signs that said "Look out for the bear," but the torn up gear yeah, those that the last bags. camper had yeah. left there. So obviously, first it had off, gotten into their stuff. Don't leave your stuff out in the middle of the woods. There's no reason to leave it there. Yeah. Even if a bear tears it up, take your trash out with yeah, you. Yeah. Hike it out, bud. But whoever you are, hike your stuff out. <laughs> but yeah, we're like, oh, cool. Definitely, there's bear activity here, but but no, yeah, you mess with us because you know why? Why would he? Just, he just wanted that food, and once Ryan started, which Ryan, he's kind of like your green beret. He's a big old dude. He was scared that bear. Yeah, he's <laughs> he's that Ryan. What six like six five? He's bigger than any, <laughs> bigger than maybe not a grizzly bear, but definitely a daggum black bear. So yeah, but uh, but yeah. So then we start day two, and day two was a uh, day two started off and it sucked. <laughs> See, I, yeah. From my memory, day two started not, off amazing. Not not so much for me. I say it sucked. I know that Ryan and Kyle, so but if we didn't say that earlier, it was myself, Eric, Ryan, and Kyle. Those were the only four guys on the trip. We initially had, like, I don't know, seven guys we wanted to go, but a couple of them couldn't, a couple of them had other prior obligations, so it just ended up boiling down to us four. Yep. But, uh, so, yeah, we start off day two, and I, I, I lead us out, and it was a pretty good it was a pretty good hike up, and, you know, it was we started early, so everything was still wet. Well, we the start all, of day I got two, drenched. I uh, feel like the start of day two is also the other part to bring this up because, like you said, the trip the trip kind of turns sour a little while later for Ryan and Kyle, and we're getting close to that. But this is where it starts because this is where we became aware of what everyone packed for food and things like that. So we've got, like we said earlier, you, you bought a new you bought a lot of new equipment. You had boots already, and you bought new ones because yeah. you wanted a different style. I bought new boots and wore them in like we got ready for this. We, that day one, we started that hike, and we noticed that Ryan was wearing his combat boots, like his, his like suede, non-waterproof Yeah, boots. we're looking at him, we're like, uh, Ryan. From his Air Force days, yeah. He didn't yeah. want to wear any different boots than that, and he's like, no, these are fine. These, these are fine. They'll make me through. Okay. And then we sit down for breakfast, and that was kind of when we were talking about our food options, and I had packed a whole bunch of those mountain peaks. Like, you know, my thoughts were, I need this many per day, and then we don't know, you know. I don't know, maybe it's the over-preparation or the, you know, you hear that a lot with newer hikers, they over-prepare. Exactly. But I'm like, there could be something that keeps us out. We may not do this as fast as we think. Yeah. You know, we may want an extra day or two. Someone breaks an ankle in the middle of the woods. Like. Or something that bad. But even if, even if we just hiked at a slower pace and ended up adding a day or two on, I was okay with that. It was the distance, not, I wasn't in a race or anything. Yeah. So, um, I wanted to pack those meals. So I packed thinking for seven days. And I took or six days, two a day, and I so I took twelve meals, and uh, Ryan, Ryan's like, I think he packed three MREs 
or four MREs? Like oh, legit okay. MREs, too. No, not not like... enough MREs per day. He didn't yeah. have enough to eat one per day. Yeah. But he's like, but I brought snacks. I'm like, what kind of snacks? Uh, energy bars. Cliff bars. And, and he had like some jerky. four of them. Yeah. Like he didn't. I'm like, I don't know how you're going to do this. I overpacked that food. food. I, I had enough food to be out there for two weeks at least, I think. Well, and like, I was ready. I looked at my bag and, and stuff since then to cut weight. Food is not something I'm cutting. I'm sorry. I like to eat. I'm yeah. not, not going to cut the food. Yeah, we are not small. We are not small <laughs> dudes. We like to eat food and drink beer, and uh, those were our necessities. Exactly. I would rather slept on the ground and brought more food and whiskey. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So you got when I'm listening to him, I'm like, okay. He, but I'm also thinking in my head, you know, he's a little older than the other three of us. He did have his time in the service, like. Maybe he knows he something knows we don't himself. know. He knows how to prepare for himself. Yeah. And I'm also thinking with his military background, the rucksacking, and the, I'm like, this guy's, he's going to be fine. Like, there was never a thought in my mind that Ryan would struggle with this. <laughs> so the start of day two, we're eating breakfast, and I'm watching him eat, and I'm thinking, you've only got two left. <laughs> like, you're eating right now. You've got two MREs yeah. left for the rest of this trip. So it was just crazy to me. But from right there, we start hiking, and like you said, day two, once the hiking started, we had we even had to change our water crossing spot. So right out the gate, because we were going to cross like right there at the camp, and we had to walk further down to the back toward where we came to go, right? Go across that bridge, yeah. Because I think we were going to – we had talked about going up to where we thought we were going to go the first time to camp. And yeah. where that was all washed out. And I was like, mm, no, there's no absolutely no spot where we can get through there. So we definitely got to go uh, up down a little further and go across this right. it was like it was the cut log bridge that they have that yeah. the the park service puts in so the sun's just coming up and the way it's starting i'm i'm really enjoying it but oh, i'm it's just a beautiful morning oh it's amazing so i'm in the back of the pack i had no issue with being number four and i'm i think i took like 300 pictures through this hike maybe more um oh, we have i a was bunch just of them. snapping photos left and right and and I could hear Ryan and Hobbs like we're moving, like we're still going. You got to catch up. And I'm like, I'm stopping. I'm taking pictures of the color change in the yeah. leaves. Meanwhile, I'm up front, like leaving you guys behind. You are hoofing <laughs> it, like you've got somewhere to be. And uh, move with a purpose, baby. I, I guess, man. But I I was just kind of lollygagging along. But but because of the pace I'm keeping, and and uh, again the whole time I'm thinking of the history in that area, and uh, both good and bad, but just the history of, you know, the East Coast of everything that's happened, you know, it's just, there's a lot going on in my head about yeah. who else, I can remember walking by a tree and like using it to step over, like put my hand up on it to step over the next little root system yeah. and thinking to myself like, I wonder if any, I wonder what Native American had touched yeah. this tree hundreds of years ago, you know, and maybe that's stupid for some people, but no, in my head that's crossing my mind, like there's some deep, deep history in this area. Yeah. So, no, I thought, I mean, I thought a lot of the same stuff, like, here we are, we're out here hiking for fun, like, people lived out here back in the day, you know, hundreds of years ago, and they survived out here, like, mm -hmm. you know, and it's like, they got to live here, like, how yeah. lucky are they to live in and this beautiful freaking national forest, which is national forest now, but, yeah, this was their home back then. And I know parts of this is going to come and go to the, to, to our mind as we continue on, but also, day one on that first little portion, that was much easier, we saw deer and things like that in the river that we were walking along the side Oh, of. yeah. And that's – so the whole time, I'm keeping my eye out for any kind of wildlife. So And we really didn't see much the whole trip. We didn't trip. see that much, no. But that first day, the deer were Yeah, cool. those three deer um, were like the only one. And so day two starts. I'm in a very good mood. I'm just in a very good mood, and I'm moving along. 
No, I think me and you were me and you were excited. Yes, and we, then that suck starts to happen, and I do remember it starting. I remember to be like, all right, this is the part of the day where this is about to get rough for all of us. Yeah, because and, we were. Uh, we, it was straight uphill the whole time. I mean, we were it, it a lot. It wasn't the incline wasn't too terrible, but man, we were moving up because yes. we were climbing. And by the end of that day, it did get really really sucky. The incline did. Oh yeah, because but, um, we but were like going from the start. We hadn't come to that four way connection yeah. yet where. We so, were going from eighteen hundred feet to sixty six hundred feet. So like yeah, it was a big day. We made some elevation. It was I still don't think it was a full ten miles, right? It was nine the second day was what was projected. Yeah, which did matter. But it was yeah. super steep. But um so we're we're in that second portion and I'm telling myself, like, this is the part that sucks, but you've been preparing for this. This yeah. is what you've been getting ready for. And you even had um, you even had uh, trek poles. Trek poles. I was the only one that brought none trek of us poles. <laughs> which I had hiking boots that I intentionally got over the ankle because I knew that slip hazards and I you know there was a lot of strategy and all of that stuff. Water wicking pants, hiking pants that you know all of these things crossed my mind. I brought water shoes. I had little crocs with me that I had secured to my backpack because I knew that from looking up what you'd sent us before there was going to be water crossings. All of that. Um, only so I, I found all those things that I wanted to take on the trip because of the research we did beforehand. So I knew that the pants, lightweight pants, stretchy pants would be important. I knew that yeah. high top boots would be important because of the rocks that we're going to be walking through. I was concentrating on not rolling an ankle. Trekking poles, I knew it took weight off your back. Like these are things that I'd looked up for intentional purposes. And uh, we, like we mentioned earlier, Hobbs was in the group text with us. And Kyle was in the group text with us. And uh, was aware of the things that we were buying, but I don't think he was doing the research also. Yeah. Um, and I think because of that, he missed out on some of it. He had some really nice Solomon sneakers. But they were sneakers. But they were sneakers. So they didn't have that so, height. Which leads to our first, well, I don't know, what was his trip, uh, was his slip and fall in the water before Ryan's mood changed, or was that after? I think it was after. I think Ryan started turning sour before that. Yeah, I don't I, I all I remember is at some point we were doing a water crossing. It wasn't a very big water crossing either. No. Uh, and there was plenty of rocks to go over. It wasn't that deep. But Kyle just like, he just slipped. And out, out of the back, I hear, fuck. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, someone got their feet wet. <laughs> I was like, he's well, not happy. And he was third in line. And I was fourth. But, you know, I was still riding that back spot. And uh, I saw it happen, man. And I just knew as soon as he hit the ground, he's going to, like, my first thought wasn't even, is he hurt? My first thought was, He's furious. He is pissed. <laughs> and that's all I heard. I just heard so, rage from behind me. I was like, oh, God. Yeah. So, and at that point, again, my, my thought process was we're on no time clock here. Let's take our time. You know, I, I was like, well, let's stop. Let's light a fire. We'll put some sticks in the ground. Put your socks and shoes over it. Dry them out. Maybe stop for a snack. Yeah. Refuel because this day is going to suck. Um, He's like, you know, no. no need to make it worse by trying to push through. But he was not having it. He let the rage fuel his <laughs> uh, his progression. He did too, man. He stood back up, and I started saying that stuff, and he's like, "No, they're wet. They're gonna stay wet. Just fuck it, fuck it, keep going." And I was like, yeah. "All right, all right." And we had, I mean, and I mean, we had an idea of how many water crossings we were gonna have because of the map and the GPS. I had a nice Garmin, and like, uh, and after every after every single water crossing, he was like, "Why are there so many water crossings?" Yeah, him and Ryan both is, were just like done with the water. Honestly, all the water crossings we hit that day with them were nothing. Not they, yeah, compared to the ones that we did on the second. The half. The ones in the second half far outweighed those first yeah. water crossings. So it's a, 
it's almost a good thing it worked out the way they did because they were upset over those and, and they those were, were not streams for for the most part were streams. <laughs> so and, and so yeah, we, and in, in the meantime, you've got Kyle who was trying to keep a a, a happy mindset, but once his feet got wet, that shut off for him. He was done, done. Done from there. Meanwhile, Ryan, <laughs> his feet have been wet. He's been angry since the time we left camp. <laughs> because it doesn't take much for a morning dew to seep through suede boots. Yes. Uh, because so. there's no water repellent, anything to them. They're just, they're suede and they soak it up and his feet were, were done by the morning. Yeah, he and, he and his wife, they do day hikes. They do camping trips and they'll do day hikes out from wherever they're staying. And uh, I, again, But no more than a few miles. Yeah, I mean, he's, he's capable yeah. of doing tons of miles. He just, uh, I just don't think it's what he thought it was going to be. Um, so it changed the way he prepared for it. And and again, I kind of look back at that and I wonder, maybe that's something I did. Maybe had I included him more in yeah. the text messages, could have changed that and uh, let him know, let him have a better idea. The other part of me thinks if I gave him a better idea, he might not have come at all. So. <laughs> <laughs> but, that's um, a good possibility. <laughs> so, yeah, he, he was, <laughs> I can remember how upset he got. And it's come up a couple of times at work since then about my, he called it blind optimism. And he's like, <laughs> why are you so fucking happy? <laughs> Tell me this sucks. And it, you have to admit this sucks. And I'm like, yeah, yeah. It's, I mean, this is rough, but, you know, we knew this is what we were in for. It's rough, like, but we knew this on. coming <laughs> into it, and we planned for it. So we I knew think, it was going to suck, but be fun at the same exactly. time. And I think the fact that I tried to keep the upbeat tempo, I think it made him twice as mad. <laughs> so... Yeah, and, and then and then we you know we get past these water crossings. We took a few breaks in between, and I remember at one point you going, "Hey, do we have any water? More water crossings coming up? I got to refill my water." Oh yeah, man, we got plenty of water crossings coming up. Have you seen all the ones we just passed? <laughs> We're good to go. We'll fill up at the next one. That then, for me was a turning point in the day. Oh, absolutely. Because absolutely. guess what? There were no more water crossings. No. There were zero water crossings. What I thought was a water crossing was a was a, a stream, probably like a thousand feet down a hill. Yeah, because uh, we tried to leave the trail to go find it, and it was just it was too it much. Was, it was it was way it, it it looked way different on the map. I, yeah. I listen. I took some lamb nav courses here and there, uh, but I, I I'm not an expert. I I didn't I didn't see the the topographical math portion of it was like. Hey, here's the water, and here's where you're at, a thousand feet above it. Uh, yeah, so it looked right next to each other. You know? Yeah, it was <laughs> parallel. So that ended up uh, not being great for either of us Ooh, because when we started that that climb to to Klingman's Dome, which again is sixty six, what sixty six forty three, something like that above sea level. I mean, it's high. Yeah. And I mean, the but the the incline that we were going on, we were it was at least like a thirty percent grade. It was ridiculous. Well, and I think it feels like we're making a list of those rookie mistakes, you know, to tell everybody, hey, don't do this. Oh, yeah. Um, and if that helps anybody out there, fantastic. But for sure, one of those rookie mistakes that I recognized that day and took for the second portion of the trip, man, you pass water, you fill up. Fill you just up do it whenever you can. We were, like you said, when, when I asked, the last water crossing was still in sight. I mean, we weren't 100 yards past it. No, I don't know. And I was like, I could just dip back, you know, and, and knock out a, a fill up real quick, and it'd be nothing. It's right there. But, but instead, you listen to me like a we dummy. We had like 15 <laughs> water crossings, right? Yeah. I mean, so in my mind, I'm we like, got sure, spoiled. we're going to have more. Yeah. Nope. And, a... and we had several miles left. Oh, well, yeah. At least a few. And, and it we, was all uphill. Yeah. And we, I mean, 
but we were probably no more than halfway up the that final ascent to Klingman's Dome when we ran out of water. And, yeah. and, and I mean, I think, I'm pretty sure I had two, no, I only had one Nalgene on the first, on the first go around. And so I think at that time I had uh, some liquid IV in it and I was like, ah, I'll be good to go. We'll find another one. I'll finish this off by the time we get there. And I finished it off, but there wasn't no other water crossing. And so we were just screwed on the way up. Yeah. Uh, I actually started to get nervous. Oh, I absolutely we got nervous. We weren't seeing that light at the end of the tunnel yet. Oh, I saw out. a light at the end of a tunnel because my my vision was narrowing because I was dehydrated. <laughs> I was I was like very dehydrated and my I had no water and my only response to it was chow down on the cliff bars that I had in my pack to try to like get some saliva yep. <laughs> to like something just to 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 get my throat wet so I, like I wasn't having cotton mouth or something. It was, but luckily, luckily I brought that life straw. Oh, and we game changer for sure. Oh, and we came across a puddle of water from the rain the night before and a boot print. And I said, I saw, we passed one. I was like, ah, we'll find some water. It ain't that much further. And then I passed another. It was a bigger puddle. And I was like, mm, I'm going to drink out of this. And so I busted out that life straw and I said, Eric, you want in on this? And me and Eric hunched over a, a, a puddle of muddy water with this life straw. But yeah. that water, I mean, it, that life straw was a lifesaver. It was. It, no, for real. It tasted so fresh, too. It was like, it, I mean, it works. Oh, yeah. No, it, I mean, it did. It tasted fine. There was no grittiness or anything. And that's that's what it's for, I assume. And, Absolutely. But in that moment, it was two realizations. One, the water was exactly what I needed because I'm telling you, man, I was feeling it. Oh, it, but, got, it kept us going. Well, number two was... A realization of how desperate I was for water because I mm -hmm. wanted when when you were asking like, hey, you want in on this? I was standing over you like, I hope he offers me that life straw. <laughs> <laughs> and, so for sure, I and, was. And what we didn't know was that our two other buddies had ample amounts of water that they were hoarding for themselves. True, which... but you know what? I wouldn't have blamed them. I mean, I, I didn't blame them at all for holding on to their supplies. Oh no, again, we weren't sure how much further we had. I mean, it was still yeah. we were still in the middle of suck. At that point. Absolutely. So. That was, I mean, we took, there was plenty of breaks that we took on that, on that trail. But then we got to a point where we started seeing other people. Other we're people like, all right, it's, it can't be much further now. But then Not right long after our boot print water, that's yeah. when we started running into And people. then, but then right about then was when we had the little group meeting. Because, yeah. uh, because Kyle, uh, Kyle and Ryan were, they were, they were done. They, well, Kyle, I mean, uh, not Kyle, Ryan, <laughs> Ryan gets, so we, we crest out of the tree line onto the roadside there because we still had another half mile along the road to the Klingman point, right? Oh yeah, we're was, we're not even there yet though. We had our we had our that little was where we had our meeting though. No, right? we we were we were still maybe a mile a mile or two from coming out of the tree line to the road when we had our little powwow saying, "All right, listen, where Kyle and Ryan came to us, we're like, all right, listen, boys, we're done. Our feet are shot. We're dead tired. We have no water. Like." I don't want to do this anymore. They were like, I don't want to do this. Meanwhile, me and Eric are just, you know, me and you were just like, nah, we want to keep going. Like, yeah. we want to, they're like, so we kind of came to a uh, a compromise that, listen, okay, we'll come off the mountain. We'll go back down to where the car's at. We'll camp overnight. And then we'll, you know, we'll at least camp the rest of the weekend that we took off to be here. We'll hang out. We'll have a good do time. Day we'll, hikes. We'll, yeah, we'll go into town, get some food, hang out, get our clothes dry and stuff like that. And so me and you were like, okay, we're fine with that. You know, whatever. We're still going to camp. We're not going to go home today. It is what it is. 
And so somewhere along that mile or two miles, wherever it was, up to the road, because, yeah, like you said, once, and I didn't realize this, uh, I don't know if it was my poor planning, and I, I, don't, I think we actually missed the trail. Uh, I don't know, because I looked back for it when we were planning the second portion, and uh, I, didn't, I think that was the actual so, so on So on the map and on the, and I've listened to some other podcasts uh, where they talked about this part of this trail, is that there is, from where we went to that road, there's another trail somewhere that goes up to Clingman's Dome Park lot. Oh, and okay. set it so you don't have to walk up that road. Because I was like, there's no way that you have to walk up along this road, this busy road with no shoulder to get up to Clingman's Dome. There's got to be a trail to go on. So we missed it somewhere. Okay. I don't know where. But so, yeah, we get out. We finally get out the trail. We get up along Clingman's Dome access road, and we are just like, we plop down. We look like we just came out of the woods. We've been living out there for two weeks. Somebody stopped and gave us water, didn't they? Oh, that like was a passerby. and that was fan. They're like, "Oh, do you want water?" We're like, "Uh, yeah, we'll take all you got. <laughs> like, give us all your water. We're dying." But that's how bad we must have looked. That just someone driving by is like, "Hey, I might need to save their lives." You guys look like crap. <laughs> you guys look like crap. Here's some water, and so, but and we didn't, but we didn't have another way to get down. So we, you know, luckily, I have, you know, I have a cousin who lives in Bryson City. And so I called him, and I had no signal. So I, I mean, I'm trying to call him, trying to call him on Facebook Messenger because I didn't have his number. And so I'm like, I'm like, ah, oh, god, because he was supposed to go with us. Him and his boys were supposed to go with us, and they weren't able to go. And so I kept trying to call him. He couldn't get an answer. We're, we're calling cabs. We're trying to call Uber, Lyft. Let me tell you, there's no Uber and Lyft in the middle of the Smoky Mountain National Forest or Na- no, National Park because you're asking for a three mile ride that's going to take 45 minutes. At least that. <laughs> And so we we call local taxi companies. They're like, oh, it's going to take us an hour to get there. It's going to be $80 to take you from there to there. And I was like, ah, oh, geez. I was like, all right, whatever. Just we, And at that point, Ryan was like, I don't care what I have to pay to get me off this freaking mountain. And so we were like, all right. So we called the cab. Finally, my cousin called back. He's like, hey, man, what's up? I'm like, hey, remember that trip I told you about? He's like, yeah, yeah. I was like, yeah, well, some of the boys don't want to continue. <laughs> we're, we're trying to go back, get back down to our car. Can you help us out with the ride? And he's like, oh, man, well, I'm in. I'm in I'm in Alabama doing some deliveries or whatever, but I can I can see what, let me see what I can do. So he made some calls, called me back twenty minutes later, said, Hey, I got a guy, he's on his way. Uh he's on his way in, in a uh in a charger. I was like, that's gonna be a little small for us, but we'll take it. <laughs> we ain't gonna be picky at this point in time. Called cool. the cab back, canceled them, and then here comes homeboy in his charger. And little did we realize he's a marshal on the Cherokee reservations, and so it not only was it a, a charger, it was a tiny car with a bunch of stuff. In, in the, the trunk. trunk and everything, but but you're passing one major part of this. Oh thing. yeah, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I know what you're talking about now. We come out of that tree line, and Ryan starts setting his hammock up in the trees and calling his wife because he's gonna have his wife drive the eleven hours up there to pick him up and take him home because he does. He's like, "Fuck you guys, she, <laughs> I'm not moving another foot." So he's on the phone with her like, "Hey, come get me." And yeah. She's like, "Seriously?" He was, he's like, "Dead serious." He was not I'm going. I'm gonna put my hammock up in this tree. I'm gonna camp here until you arrive. Yeah. Like, he was that done. And uh, that, to me, was like the turn. Because up until that point, I was still arguing, let's not stop. Let's not yeah. stop. But when he made that determination of, like, he was willing to make his wife drive 11 hours, all of a sudden, like, make plans for the kids, get in the car, and come to me now. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm going to set up in this tree, and I don't care if it's 3 hours, 11 hours, 24 hours, yeah. I'm going to sleep in this tree until you get here. 
that to me was the realization of that he's not playing. He is not going yeah. to continue. And we know his wife. We felt bad. We're like, yes. we can't make her do that. I guess we're going to go home. So that's what really led to the calling of the taxis and everything yeah. else. And then, like you said, we end up in this charger. Now we're holding our packs because this car's full of equipment. Not only, not only are we holding our packs, there's, we have three big dudes in the back in the back seat with huge packs, mind you, because first time, rookie mistake, huge packs that are just like, I think mine was at least 40 pounds. And, I mean, talk about claustrophobic. Not only are we claustrophobic, this dude's going 100 miles an hour down windy roads. If you've ever been to Tennessee or North Carolina and you know how these roads are, they are windy. And, I, I mean, I was getting I mean, sick. I would say out of the five of us, including that guy, he might have been a little shorter. But if not, you were the shortest one, right? Six foot tall, 210 or something like yeah. that. Smallest guy there. Yeah, it so was. So this is not a small group of men. It was. It was a clown car. <laughs> it was a freaking clown car. It was so. It took us an hour to get back down to our car. It maybe a little less than that because he knew some shortcuts and stuff. But it was. It. I mean, I was nauseous by the time we got there. I, mean, I slept through the whole thing. I, I was nauseous, son. I couldn't even look out the window. I was just staring. Yeah. I had my head in my pack, just staring into it, like don't puke. <laughs> I don't know how y'all were still awake. I mean, again. I was trying to stay optimistic, but I'm still physically exhausted. I went straight to bed. Oh, I couldn't. Oh, I couldn't sleep in that. I, I would have yeah. been. Ugh. The only thing that kept standing out to me wasn't the the, the dizziness or anything. It was the smell because we reeked. Oh yeah, <laughs> we. I mean, we. Stunk. And then we piled in that small car together, and I was like, "Oh yeah, this smells awful." Yeah, dude wipes work great and all, but they don't like take away the overall stench of walking twenty miles. Ugh. Yeah, it was, and so we get back down to the car, and. uh and that was kind of the realization that I had. I was like, we're not staying here. We're not staying here the next three days. We are leaving. <laughs> because Eric and Kyle, or not Eric, Ryan and Kyle were done. They're like, I'm going to change, and I'm getting the F out of here. Yep. And so I was like, ah, I guess I'll change. So we, we, we all change. We're like, right, we got to get food, though, before we get on the road. And so we hit up Pizza Hut. And it was an old-school Pizza Hut, like a 90s-style Pizza Hut with a buffet. It was pretty cool. Which was yeah. awesome. Which And that hit the spot, let me tell you. Dude, we put that place through the ringer that day. Oh, that, yeah. Put that uh, we, buffet style. We bought, and we... We made up for two days of eating that absolutely. plastic bag, for sure. Absolutely. So then we get on the road, we get going, and not too much excitement there besides Kyle getting pulled over for going 93. Then luckily, it wasn't a Georgia State trooper. Uh, but we got they, we got home, we dropped Kyle off, we dropped Ryan off, and it's just me and Eric in the car. And uh, I, I don't know, I turned to you, you turned to me, and, and it, but one of us was like, we're finishing that. You, you started. You were like, the, hey, man, I'm so – I made the comment that how disappointed I was because of how much preparation we made. I had no yeah. – I, I wondered about, like, the, the dangers and the possibilities of twisted ankles and us yeah. having to get extracted and stuff. It never crossed my mind that we wouldn't do this trip. Yeah. So when, when we were on Same. the way back, we were discussing that, and you were like, fuck it, let's just do it. We're finishing we're this. We're going to go back. And so I, I think – we and we, I don't. We didn't. We were like, all right, let's go home, go to sleep. I'll call you tomorrow. We're gonna plan this thing. And I did. I called you the next day, and we said, all right, this day in two weeks, we're going back up there. And yep. we didn't ask anybody else if they wanted to go. We said, nope, no one else wanted to finish it. We're going to finish it. Yep. <laughs> and that's and no problem. You know, that's no nothing against Ryan and Kyle. They, you know, they were done. But we, you know, I wasn't even gonna ask if they wanted to go finish the rest of it because I didn't want that to happen again. And I don't, I, I, I didn't really think they would anyways because it's kind of sucked oh, from the first time. Ryan was very open with the fact he would no. never go with us again. Yeah, he, he made that very clear. <laughs> he said we can invite him on camping trips with a destination like a camping site, a 
cabin or something. Yeah. And then day hikes. But if we ever start to do the hiking <laughs> thing, he's not coming. And I said, okay, understood. You know. Yeah. So I we, think Hobbs would have been interested in finishing. Um, I think he would have made some adjustments to his pack and and finished. Um, and again, he higher boots. He didn't turn sour until it's week out. Like yeah. he was a little bit like, yeah, this sucks, but I'm gonna keep going. Yeah, but he was used to it too. He's freaking army. Yeah, he was still National still Guard serving, and, stuff. and I think you know. I don't know. He made the comment one time that it, he didn't expect the hike to be yeah. like a rucksack, and that that's what it was making him feel like. Yeah. And I'm like, well, that was exactly what I thought it was going to be, but I don't know. So Hike through the mountains. Um, <laughs> we're in the backcountry, baby. So I think with the different minds, I think he would have easily finished it and gone back with us. But uh, I think just because the way the, the car ride back home was going, yeah. we just made the decision, you know, you and I are going to knock this out. We did – uh, make a few tweaks though. Absolutely, hindsight, it kind of worked out for us because we got to uh, change. Because me and you quickly realized on that first day that hammocks suck. Yeah, I was not. Uh, I, I don't want to say suck. I think for I think it was good for certain things. For yeah, a certain situation maybe for that initial learning experience, beginner hiker. I feel like the tent is both lighter and easier. Yeah. Um. So and I, it, it's the way to go. It definitely was lighter than what I ended up getting was definitely lighter than my hammock situation that I had the first time. Cause yeah. I had like so many different parts to it. It was, it, it weighed probably two pounds more. Yeah. And, and so that was the good thing. We got to go and we got, we got different tents and we got, you know, well, we, me and you ended up getting the same tent, mm-hmm. but we were able to get tents, get other different supplies to lighten up our packs a bit. Uh, we're prepared a little more. I think we, you know, we looked at that. I really doing the second portion of the trip when I planned it, I really, I really looked at where we were going a lot more. As far as like, all right, we're going to be doing this many miles, so we should stop at this camp. But we're going to be doing this many miles going up or down, so we should stop at this camp. It's a little yeah. shorter, and so that was kind of good. Which ended up, it all went to hell anyways. When we got there, you know, <laughs> Murphy's Law, you know, no no plan survives first combat uh, or first contact. So <laughs> we get everything, we get all our stuff. Two weeks later, boom! I said, all right, on this day, I'm picking you up at your job at six a.m. Whenever you get off. All right, I'm meeting you at your work, at work. It went sideways from that. Point. It went sideways from there <laughs> because Eric went home. Uh, so I get to your work, and I'm like, hey, bro, where are you? I'm out front. He said, what? I said, I'm out front. I'm waiting for you so we can go. He said, I'm at home. <laughs> I said, what do you mean you're at home? I told you I was meeting you here. He goes, I don't remember that. <laughs> I, I, I went home. I said, damn it, bro. I said, all right, well, I'll be, luckily you didn't live that far away. I mean, yeah, 10, 15 minutes away. I didn't take my gear or anything with me anyways. We were going to have to go home for me to get it. Yeah. So, so I, you know, get you, get going. And it didn't really set us back too much in the long run. Cause it, I, I missed planned. I missed planned the, the times we had to be there. Uh, cause I didn't realize. Cause so this time we weren't going to where we started the first time we were actually starting at Klingman's dome and then working down to where we, where we started the first time. Me not realizing that it took us an hour to get from Klingman's Dome back to our car last time, that it would take us an hour extra on this road trip the second time. So I didn't plan that accordingly. And so what I thought was going to be an eight-and-a-half-hour drive turned into a 10-hour drive, and we got to Klingman's Dome very late. (laughs) We got there at 4.30, uh, and when I say 4.30 p.m., and sun was setting at, what, 6.30? Yeah. So we had two hours to get on the trail and get moving. So we took a few, took a quick few pictures down there at the parking lot, and we got boogieing, and we made it. And we'd already made the decision that we weren't going to allow ourselves to climb up and see actual Klingman's Dome until we finished. Yeah. So here we are at the top, just a little ways up the thing from seeing the the whole point of the trip, 
and we didn't do it. So we went down first. But um, Which was worth it in the end. It was worth it in the end. But in hindsight, we ended up staying the extra night just because we were like, well, we could just go home. But no, we can't. The whole reason yeah. we came for this trip is right up there, and we still got to see it tomorrow. But so. that also worked out, too. That was great, which we'll True get to story, that. that did get but so, yeah, we get, what, no more than two miles down the trail, and we're like, it's getting dark fast. Yeah, it kicked in quick, and we ended up going from our designated campsite. We still found a campsite. Yeah, we found a campsite, a designated campsite, but we didn't get to the one that we wanted to go to, which was still like another eight miles away. Because yeah. uh, we we were going to do 10 miles or 30 miles in three days, which was the original plan, doing 10 miles, because most of it was downhill. We were already at the top. So yeah. we... So we got ten. We got two miles the first day. So we're like, crap. We're gonna we're gonna have to be boogieing the next two days. And so we get to get to our spot and get. I mean, we're setting up in pitch black dark. We got our headlamps, but pitch black dark right by the water, which was nice. Would have been a lot nicer in the light, but everything's oh. wet. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, because this is the night we didn't actually find a designated campsite. No, no, that was. This that was you're thinking the second night. So that when the guys pointed us out to the other one. Yeah, was that night two. No, that was the first night. So we went down. It was campsite sixty eight, and we get there. And there's a bunch of guys already, and they're like, "We're like, ah, oh, crap." We're like, "Hey guys, we're we're supposed to go somewhere else, but we can't go because it's getting dark. You mind if we, you know, make some room here?" And they're like, "Oh, there's another part of this campsite, like a little bit further down the trail." So we get going, and we're like, "These dudes lied to us. They lied to oh, us. Like right, they man. straight up just didn't want us there." There's no other site, and then we end up finding it. And We're just about at the kind of darkness where you're not going to find the campsite. Oh, it was like, you can't dark. can't see out front of you. It was dark. Um, Luckily, we did. we did. We found it, and it was right next to the water, like you said. I mean, we were. it was actually a really cool spot. Yeah. Um, But we didn't get a chance to see it till the following morning. But well, And then we didn't um, get to see it the next morning because we left so early. Yeah. That's but, and we, it was, and it was much colder. Just the two weeks, in two weeks, it got much colder up there. And so we were pretty cold. We were trying to do a fire that night, but it was soaking wet. Couldn't get no fire going at all. So we said, all right, screw it. We're going to bed. Yep. So we get our tents get our tents set up, go to sleep. And uh, you want to go into your, to your part of night one? <laughs> to my debacle. <laughs> so, yeah, the, uh, the tent idea was fantastic. And it did shave some weight off my pack. And uh, there were a few things that I had found from the first trip that I really thought I needed that I never pulled out. So I'm like, okay, let's get rid of that too. So I cut weight and uh, didn't think twice about the way that I had my hammock set up. So the way that my hammock was set up, I had an external sleeping bag. So you string up your sleeping bag, the, the thermal part outside of your hammock, and then you put your hammock up over it. Underquilt, and, yeah. Yeah, and when you, when you climb into the hammock, it sinks down into that underquilt. And that underquilt cuts the, the wind down amazingly. So it really was super warm. Um, what I didn't do was bring the underquilt because I'm in a tent now. But I also didn't swap from the super lightweight 60-degree quilt that I was using <laughs> to an actual sleeping bag. And I knew immediately. When I got in there and started unpacking my backpack and getting set up in this tent, and I picked up the quilt, I, I looked at my the ground and I held the quilt and I thought shit <laughs> I did not do this right I should have brought a real sleeping bag and I don't know what distracted me or what I never I never just processed it but um, that was a major regret immediately and I went ahead and layered up and wore as much clothing as I had and, and got under that quilt and tried to make the best of it and it was terrible I mean <laughs> 
I woke up every hour, and by about 2 or 3 a.m., I'm laying in my tent. I've got my rain gear over my uh, exterior clothes, both pair of pants on. I've got my socks doubled up, got my hat on. I've got everything on that I could pull out of my bag. And the rain gear is like super baggy, big, um, extra layer. And I've got it tied in knots over my feet, trying <laughs> to eliminate airflow to my feet. Um, woke up at one point. I'm moving gear around, trying to position. I put my feet in my backpack. Uh, it was around 3 a.m. when I woke up, and I, I actually started shedding the layers to check my feet because I was wondering if I was going to struggle with frostbite that night. Yeah. I and mean, I started looking for color, and uh, that was when I started to panic. That was the first time <laughs> that I thought. Because your feet were cold. Man, I mean, they it were. Was, it was to the point where and, I was like, and if, creeping I, up. if I get cold enough, this is going to be the kind of thing that stops this hike. Not, you know, frustration or anything. Yeah. This would be what takes me out. Because it was hiking. below freezing that first night. So it, it was, was super 28 cold. degrees, which yeah. is not terrible uh, normally, but if you're sleeping in it, it sucks. Well, and again, it's... Well, I mean, sleeping like, in it without a nice, cozy sleeping bag like I had. Right, yes. <laughs> so, and, and I did learn the next night another way to curtail that being the... Uh, emergency uh, blanket. The emergency yep. blanket, that aluminum, putting that down probably would have saved me that one night. But it was bad. When when daylight hit, I hadn't slept in two or three hours. And I say daylight as in oh, just it was, the crack of some light. It was me. like 5 a.m. and I hear, Todd, I Todd, up. wake up, wake up. <laughs> I'm like, let's start hiking. Let's get on it because I got to get some blood pumping. And, uh, yeah, I was dressed and ready to go by 5, 5.30. As soon as I could see ahead of myself at all outside the tent, I, was, I got up because I just couldn't do it. Um. And I wondered from there what I was going to do the next night. Yeah. Uh, but we did get the camp cleaned up. We sat down and had breakfast right next to that creek. It really was amazing. Um, we get get everything packed up and start beating feet. And right away I feel better. And I'm like, okay. Yeah. All right. This is fine. Now don't worry about what you're going to do till tonight for what you're going to do tonight because you'll be stressed out all day. Just get as far as you can because you got to make up miles. And so we started hitting it pretty hard. Um, that yeah, first that was, bit that wasn't bad. was rough, but that was pretty much the biggest debacle for me. Yeah, and that first bit wasn't bad going because it was mostly downhill. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think at one point though we got because we knew we were gonna have to go down and then come back up, and just the way that the just the way that the trail was laid out, and uh, and so we yeah, there that that was the day of uh, I'm forgetting technical terminology. Is it switchbacks? Yeah, there was a lot of switchbacks switch that day. Um, but yeah, for the most part, we were going straight down—not straight down, but we were going down. And then finally, we got to a point where we were going up. And I mean, and we we were cruising along good. And I was like, okay, yeah, we're gonna make it to our next spot, no problem, no problem. But about I don't know, about five, maybe four thirty-five o'clock, I was like, we are still several miles away. Well, yeah, from because we our we, campsite. We were eight miles from the designated campsite we were trying to get yeah, to. Yeah, we were already eight miles behind. And we hit that campsite around like two. Yeah. So I think mathematically we knew we're not going to make it to the next one. But we also knew that we couldn't stay there and give up another day on this hike. So we were like, all right, well, we're just going to keep going. And we're going to try and beat feet to that next campsite. Yeah. But I, I feel like from there we pretty much knew we're not going to make it to that other campsite. Yeah, and we did not. So We, like we caught up a lot of ground, though. I want to say we were – Two or three miles from the we, designated we campsite did, when we stopped. Yeah, so we did ten miles, uh, probably a little over ten miles that second day. But yeah, we, but we started eight miles behind. Yeah. So if we wouldn't have started eight miles behind, it would have been a three day trip versus what it was. Uh, so we ended up 
we ended up having to stop. We stopped at what around five o'clock. So we're like, it's gonna get dark soon. We gotta we gotta do something. So we found a nice flat spot off the trail, set up camp, and uh, and we, we I think I told you the before we even left the first time because you're so close. Like, hey, bro, listen, you gonna sleep in the tent with me tonight? <laughs> we're gonna you're gonna be nice and cozy. So you don't. What was the brand of the tent that we ended up with? Kelty. Kelty. That's right. Yeah. So, they were both the same identical tent, but they were two person tents. Two person tents, and still lighter than the hammock. So yeah. I mean, it was it was a cool setup, and uh, yeah, I mean, we had plenty of room in there for two people for sure. Um, but I was like, well, I don't, I'm not gonna ask the man to let me sleep in a tent with him. So, but when um, I had, when I had brought it up, you didn't deny it. Uh, oh, <laughs> as soon as you offered, man, I was jumping on it because I was still in panic. I was like, I can't do that again. Yeah. Um, I wasn't sure what to do, and then you had the idea of putting down the emergency blanket. And honestly, I do think with that idea, I probably could have stayed on my own. But for gear setup, we were in a very small spot, yeah. barely yeah, off We couldn't the path. even done two if we wanted it, to. Yeah, I mean, I would have had to find a different spot. We just found a, a flat clearing, but and this wasn't a real campsite. Yeah. So, and luckily, we, but we were able to start a fire. We got the yeah. tent up, got the emergency blanket underneath, uh, at the bottom of the tent, let that warm air waft in. And I mean, by the time we got in there, it was—I mean, it was toasty. Warm. Oh yeah. I well, mean, and because of the night before, I went in fully clothed, thinking I'm gonna yeah. be the same way. And halfway through the night, I had to shed layers because I'm like, oh no, we're warm. Oh yeah, I was here. in a—I was in a t-shirt and had my pants on. That was about it in my yeah. sleeping bag, and I was—it was plenty warm. And yeah. then, and then we had the bear attack. <laughs> we we got attacked by a ferocious bear, people. I mean, this thing was—I'm no, it wasn't a bear at all. Yeah. I don't think it was anything. I don't know what it was. So in man. so in the middle of the night, I wake up. At, I was so mad at you. <laughs> I'll let you. I'll let you tell it because I, I went back to sleep. Apparently. Well, that's what. So <laughs> I was sleeping so good. I mean, I'm out like a light, and you shove my shoulder, and you're like, "Bear!" And I'm like, "What?" And you're like, "Something's trying to get in the tent. I think it's a bear." And I sit bolt upright. I mean, this woke me up from a dead sleep. I'm fully awake now. And I'm looking left and right, and I hear nothing. And I'm sitting there. There's that shock of, like, it's sniffing or something. Yeah. Like it's Something's happening. Just keep listening. So I'm trying to sit super still. And I must have sat there a solid 60 <laughs> seconds. And I'm like, man, I don't hear anything. And I look back down, and you are dead asleep. And when I say dead asleep, not the kind of dead asleep like you just goes back off. You're dead asleep. Like, like I'd been middle. asleep. You have been out forever. I'm like, he wasn't even awake when he woke me up. So, <laughs> so we, uh, what we guess is that I just had a, a dream that a bear was coming in the tent, and uh, it felt very real. Yes. <laughs> and when you woke me up, now you've got me so scared of it that it took me like 45 minutes to fall back asleep. <laughs> but once I did, I slept very well. But still, that there was a long period there where I just laid there with my eyes wide open. <laughs> Couldn't convince myself to go bear. <laughs> so, next morning I did get up and look around for footprints or anything, and I don't believe anything was in our tent. No, there was nothing there. It was me <laughs> having a dream because I was so tired. Because <laughs> I, 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 again, I drove the whole way up there because yeah. you had worked the night before, and which again I was fine with, but I was, I mean, I was, I, I was tired. Yeah, and you so were mule, man, that was that was a lot of hours, a lot of work that you put together. The man hours you put into planning the trip and everything else. That trip, that trip is your baby. Yeah, right, for sure. So. That's why. I, yeah, I was going to finish it. When I, if I had to go up there myself, I was finishing it. Oh yeah. Because <laughs> uh, I had planned that. I had, you know, I had planned it for six months. It could have took me two weeks to plan it, but 
I, I'd gone over everything just multiple times, making sure this is a good trail, checking to see if there was like washouts and yep. uh, what was it the what was it all trails I think was the app that we that I use really, which is fantastic. It really uh, that there allows people to go on there and post saying, hey, you know this trail's washed out. Hey, here's the conditions of it this week, this that and the other. So I was constantly checking that. You know I had to constantly you know check when I could. Uh, sign up for our our campsites because you got to register for campsites so they know you're out there. Uh, so they you know if you don't come back they can they know where to look. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, I was do I was finishing either way. So uh, I was glad to have someone else out there with me. But so then we start uh technically day four, but day two of round two. Um, and so we get up. I mean we got we're day, up day three. Was it day three? No, because we had the first campsite. We started late in the afternoon, then we got to the first campsite where the guys directed us. Day two, we got to the hilltop where we just... Oh, yeah, so technically day three. five. Yeah, we day five overall. Yeah, day which, five, again, day, day three of round was, two. Or day... <laughs> now we're getting to... Yeah. Day <laughs> one of the second portion was just a couple yeah. hours, so... Yeah, it was nothing, um, so... But we get up very... I mean, we were up early before the Sunday even... Again, yeah. Yeah, and we, we got... Broke everything down, ate our breakfast, and got going... Before the sun was even up, because we at that had point some hours. We were seventeen point something from the end of the trail. because uh, we were we, discussing. It was like it was a little over eighteen, I think. Oh, was it over? Yeah. Okay. So we were, and we were, we were a good ways towards, uh, towards the end of the trail. Um, we were know, convinced that we. Or we were I stuck. was convinced we weren't going to make it. Yeah, I we, thought we needed one more night. I was convinced a little bit at a certain point there that we weren't going to make it, and. It, so I we get going. I punch in, you know, the information on my on my Garmin GPS, which tells you know, hey, we're gonna, it really good at estimating like your time and what you're gonna be, what time you're gonna be there. So I had a certain point set in. Uh, I I think it was uh because if you and for those listening, I'll put I'll post the the trail what it looks like on the Instagram, which I'll let you know what that is in the show. Um. So what it is is basically like a big figure eight. So the point I put in, we were actually is where we already crossed. It was that point that we started the the big ascent to Klingman's Dome, where we we basically died the first time. Yeah. Uh, and so that was the point that I put in, and you know it it was saying we're gonna get there at eleven forty five at this pace, eleven forty five a.m. I was like, Psh, no problem. I was like, we got that. We ain't we ain't sitting all night. We got this. No problem. And so there was a few times we had to stop because we were getting tired. We wanted to look at some stuff, and there wasn't really anything super, super exciting on the way there because we were just like, we were just trying to book it and get off the trail at that point. Yeah, I mean, I I just tried to spend some time to, taking yeah. pictures. The one thing that we haven't touched on as for the second portion of this trip, and uh, the first per portion, it was cold. It was it was two weeks earlier. Yeah. It was a little colder. Um, there was still a lot of green. Oh and yeah. This second portion. We hit this at the perfect time of year. Absolutely, the leaves were amazing, yellow, red. Yeah, it was a the no view green was so much better the oh, second yeah. time around. But when we started at Klingman's Dome, there was snow on the ground. Yeah, I mean, we, it was a much colder trip this second. We were like, around. oh, we're definitely getting snow. Yeah, yeah it I mean, snows it was happening over here, it out, so. which it didn't, but it didn't snow on us because we were down in the mountain. Yeah, but the snow stayed at Klingman's Dome even oh, on yeah. the last day out. There was still snow and ice. So. Yeah. Um, it was staying pretty cold up there, yeah. but that was the the transition that happened there in that two weeks was major. Mm -hmm. Um, so yeah, we're beating feet out that last day, and, and we're thinking we're gonna be just fine yeah. because of the time frame. I did stop a few times, try and snag some pictures, but that oh, we day, didn't. it was we, like we got a bunch we're getting of them. out of here. Like yeah. that was our idea, but we had the other the crossing point, 
as our destination. We yeah. didn't realize how much more was left. And so with that, we we stopped the few times that we stopped. You know, by the time we got that, you know, it's saying, oh, we're gonna get there like closer to twelve forty-five, one o'clock. So that's the time we ended up getting actually getting to there at that crossing point. And that was where you know we stopped. We took a break for a bit, called the wives, and because we had the signal there, and we had to make a decision. Yeah. Do we uh, stay here, or do we get the hell off this <laughs> off this mountain and go home? And uh, and I, I was like, dude, we're gonna make it. We got this. It said I put in the information. It says we're gonna get down to the bottom of this mountain at the trailhead at like five thirty. And you were like, nah, it's not gonna happen. Ain't happening. We're gonna have to stay another night. I was like, no. I was like, we're getting down there. And so we get going, and and you're like, mm, I think we're gonna make it. Yeah. And uh, you're like, but when we get down there, let's camp, let's camp in the uh at the at the campground there at the trailhead. Yeah. And I said, absolutely not. We are <laughs> we are getting a hotel, yep. because at this point I was I mean I was chased and oh and not to mention I had got my feet wet in a few water crossings. So That's true. Yeah, man, that was I meant the second day. So yeah, we did have some. There was some exciting things that happened on that third day. <laughs> We had several large, I mean, just wide water crossings with yeah. nowhere to go across it. These water crossings were get your pants above your knees, change to your water yeah. shoes, and you need wade across water. And and for people that don't do these hikes, you think, oh, water beneath your knees. No, this was you are going to end up on your butt and yeah. completely soaked from head to toe. And again, mind you, like we just mentioned, much colder the second time. Around. Oh, yeah. So if you end up wet, you ha- almost have to stop and build a fire and get yourself thawed yeah. out again. So a quick breakdown of the water crossings. The first one was basically like a waterfall that we had to go down, <laughs> where they had where those old railroad tracks that yeah. were like from mining or something. That was which was awesome, was just super awesome and cool. Um, and then we had that real. I mean, it was this thing was probably fifty yards wide. Where we had to hop, like we had to go across the rocks, go down the river across the rocks just to find a spot to, to pass. But there was like spots that were like big. Like you had to jump, so we were throwing our packs and jumping over. Yeah. I went across, got my threw my pack down, come over to get yours. I busted up my hand, falling. That's when I got my foot wet. I got one. Oh, that's right. Yeah, one foot. Not even both. I wouldn't have been mad if it was both feet, but it was one foot. I got one. I I went. I slipped off into a rock, off a rock, and slipped in, and one foot was wet. I was like, really? One like. Yeah. That's annoying. Like both feet, you kind of get used to it, but one foot, come on, man. And well, and that's what we were passing my trek poles back and forth. Yeah, we had to help each other back and forth across. Because those these they became was, major help. They were. Um, that was hot. I mean, those were some difficult water crossings. I was like, dude, yeah, that that day was. I think there were three or four, and there was one that we spent a solid forty-five minutes at trying was, to navigate, and that's the one where you got your foot wet. Uh, because there we was ended that, up having to body there was, crawl along the edge to a better spot. For some reason, the spot where you would normally cross because the path connects to the water crossing and the path continues the horse, on the other it was side. horse trails yeah but it was still deeper than i mean we were like there's no way we're getting across oh this. there was no way we could have so walked across it we had to navigate down the edge and and find a way across and use down tree and that's is that the one where we moved the down tree uh to give ourselves that was a bridge? that was another one because there was we had three or four or maybe four or five actually big water crossings so one of those later on was the one where we moved a tree and then that was uh, it was part of the horse trail where it was just completely like like it was deep, too deep to go across. So we moved a down tree, which was completely rotten, by the way, and then crawled across this thing. We managed, but that thing was buckling under us because, like you said, it was oh down, yeah. So. I was like, this thing is gonna break. I'm getting washed down this river. This is not gonna be fun. Which this day made me super happy. I brought those Crocs 
I'd oh, take yeah. my socks off, change into those, anything under the calf, and I yeah. was good. And then I'd get across. Not this guy. Throw my boots back on, dry my feet off, throw my boots and socks back on, and good to go. Luckily, those boots I had, which was the Merrill Gore-Tex ones, dried out pretty quick. Yeah. Uh, I threw a towel in there and, like, squeezed them, and the towel soaked up the water. But there was still there was still some, some moistness in there. And, uh, you know, always bring a different another pair of socks. I brought at least three extra pairs of socks because yeah. for that reason. Because there, I my foot got a wet. I got both feet wet again later on, uh, and then I had. But then there was the other one where I had absolutely no way to get across, and I had to take my boots and socks off and get my feet wet anyways. You just walk across barefoot, and that was not fun. Let me tell you, in no, because this was November, November second or somewhere like that. The water was bone chilling cold, <laughs> bone chilling. Like my feet hurt as soon as I put them in. Just because it was so cold, and I was like, I got to get across this thing. Because if not, my feet are going to get numb, and I'm going to fall and get washed down this river. And so, but I mean, it was it was refreshing, but also, like, it hurt at the same time. <laughs> but yeah, so we we finally get, the and all this was before, I think, yeah, all this was before we got to that, that middle of the figure eight and started going down the hill. That's, oh, yeah, because once we got to yeah. that, it was basically a sprint out. Yeah. But and, yeah, so we get to that four-way, and... So, mind you, I've mentioned earlier, and I'll repeat, I'm cheap. So, <laughs> I'm thinking to myself about the expenses of what I've spent on the trip already. I'm thinking, you mentioned a hotel, and I'm like, there's no way I'm going to buy a hotel room. I'm not even considering that. Uh, I'm like, we brought tents. That's We brought these to sleep <laughs> in. We have sleeping arrangements. Let's do that. So, I'm like, well, if we just stay here, the last day could be a leisurely walk out. But you made the good point that, like, a re, a, a relaxation day or just a recoup day Before would be very home, helpful yeah. because we're going to have to drive home afterwards. And I'm like, yeah, and Todd's driven the entire trip almost both times. I haven't driven I at needed all. It. <laughs> I should probably drive for him on the way back. And uh, I'm like, he's right. We're going to need one day of easy, you know, relaxing. So I'm, I'm like, all right. And it was another, like, six miles, I think. Yeah, down, we got but down. it was all very yeah. downhill. We got down there. It was completely, it was straight downhill. I mean, almost a dead sprint. 20% grade downhill. Yes. I mean, it was. And like I mentioned earlier, that was the day where I learned downhill does not mean easier. No. Because by the end of that. And you had trek poles. So my was, shins were killing me. You had trek poles. So it was slightly easier than you for you, but oh, for not sure. for me at all. Like my, there were several times I had to stop because my knee like was, swo I mean, swollen. And I have some issues in that knee anyways, but like. I was like, I got to stop. Yeah. But then I was regretting stopping because as soon as I sat down, my legs immediately locked up. And I was like, oh, God, I got to get up. I'm going to well, have a cramp. I'll never – if I'm sure we will do more of these hikes, and but I'll never do one without trekking poles. They're, they are my thing. I will yeah. forever have trek poles with me. And I suggest to anyone who's going with us to get theirs too because they were world-changing. I was exhausted, and I couldn't imagine having to do it without them. I don't know. It was a sense so, of pride doing it without them. I could tell. It was. But I'll tell you what, man. As a guy who was coming into it, probably a little fatter than the rest of you guys. <laughs> uh, I had knee I surgery I think in 2018. I, I think we were like, right hey. at the same spot about fatness. But. <laughs> I had no pride going into this, man. It was all about making it happen. Yeah. So I had I six had months of sitting around happen. being stay-at-home daddy that I was not working <laughs> out. So I can tell you I was a little chunky on the, on the chunkier end, too. Well, when we started planning the trip, trip I was still in uh, an office position and had gained weight once I got back out. I lost weight a little bit yeah. going into the trip. I was trimmed down some, but still not to the condition of yeah. you three, I don't think. But 
uh, between that and knee surgery within the couple years prior, I wasn't 100% confident in the body. Yeah. So I was definitely going to take those Trek poles and, and alleviate any of that that I could. Oh, I, ended up, made a I ended up using them at one point. I was like, hey, let me get those. Yep. <laughs> My knee's hurting. Well, was it you or Hobbs at one point that was breaking off branches trying to make some? Uh, I, both of us, because on that, <laughs> on that trek up on the first trip, when we were going up to Clingman's Dome, I was like, uh, I need a branch. Yeah. Because this like, uh-huh. sucks. Y'all are making fun of me Just, with my pole. But I was also <laughs> super dehydrated. So I'm like pulling myself up. Yeah. But no, I definitely, I use them going down because I was like, I, I'm a big guy. And I'm just I'm having trouble slowing down and just stomping and stomping. Yeah. I was like, oh God, this is going to suck when I, tomorrow. That down was tough. Yeah. That last, and again, because we went ahead and did it, that meant at least 17, over 18, right? Yeah. Miles in we, one day. Yeah. And we, which ended up being all worth it when we got to that one spot. Yes. We got to this. We're, we're hiking, 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 and we're, it's all, you know, if you've ever seen anything about the Smoky Mountains, it's all, like, it's a very, it's a lot of tree coverage. It's not like a rock-based mountain. Uh, and so we find, we're hiking, and we get to this big open spot. And we're like, hey, what's this? A lot of, like, you know, a lot of exposed rock, like pine trees. It's just beautiful. And then we just see it. We're coming out and we just see it. It's just this beautiful view, big open view of mountains as far as you can see. And it, I mean, in the sun, it was, I mean, it was probably what, three, probably three, four o'clock. So the sun was Something just like, like in that. a perfect spot over it. And all my, it was just a beautiful, we stayed there probably what, 20, 30 minutes just looking at this. Yeah, it had, it made it, had it all a name, worth it. And I can't, I wanted to look it up. I can't get my phone to cooperate. Uh, but it was something, lookout or something, the name of it yeah. was. And it was like either two miles or a little less than two miles from the base. Uh, it was like four because we had talked. Yeah, because we talked about it was close enough the families back yeah, up there, exactly. and we're like, ah, it's gonna be a little far for them, but they'll suck it up. <laughs> yeah, I don't. I don't think the distance was that bad, but it was the elevation. Yeah. It's gonna be a straight uphill climb. Because it was a straight it. up climb down. Yeah, exactly. So, so we um, stayed there for a good bit. It took was our amazing, pictures, huh? and I mean, it was it was beautiful. We loved it. And then we made our last sprint. I didn't want to leave there. Yeah. But then, yeah, we were like, but let's get down. So in the meantime, before this, when I had finally convinced Eric to that we are staying in a hotel because I am not sleeping in a tent again, <laughs> uh, I texted my wife and I was like, hey, uh, we're going to be one more day. Uh, I'm not sleeping in a tent again. I need you to book us a hotel, please, because I got no more. I got no service up here to book a hotel. Book us a hotel, please, somewhere in Bryson City. Okay, no problem. She texts back a little later. Luckily, I still had service. Says, hey, I found this place. Uh, it has a dining room. It's all it, your meal, breakfast, and dinner is included in your stay. I was like, hell yes, sign us up. Uh, and so she's all right. This is the name of it. It was the Frymont Inn, and we're like, okay, cool, awesome. Didn't even look up any pictures of it. Just said that's fine. Is right. it is it close to the trail? Perfect. I'm assuming that this is going to be because it's pro- also one of the cheaper options. Yeah, and, and I'm thinking this is just going to be some trash hole yeah. that we're going to spend the night in and get out of here. And we're probably going to have to walk there, so I need it as close as it, as it, as we can. And so we're booking it, booking it down, and finally, thank God, we see the light. Here is the trailhead. We finally made it back. We just did 18 miles of just. I mean, we were both dead at this point. My feet were all blistered up. Uh, I could like. I sat down for two seconds. My whole body immediately locked up. Yeah. And so we're like, shit, now what we do? We got to figure out a way to get into town and get to this hotel. Yes, because at this point, our car is now parked at the top at Clingman's yes. Dome. So we're like, well, we knew we were going to have to make this decision at some point. 
Um, yeah. I think you talked to your family one more time about possibly yeah, I, planning to drive us back up. Yeah, right I talked changing that plan. Yeah, I talked to my cousin. He was going to hook us up with a ride again. That ended up not working out. So we're like, crap. Now we don't have a ride. We're how far we had to walk. And so we're and Eric's, you know, you're just like, hey, let's let's start hitching rides, see who we can ride, hit. Man. So we're we're waving everyone. We're trying to wave everyone down. We can. No one's stopping. We're dirty. I mean, and and. At this, my beard at this point was like very long. <laughs> like I looked like a homeless man. It, it was my beard was long, my hair was long, and like and I would say you can't grow a beard anyway. So no. that's why I, I sent you to go talk to people. I'm like, you go, you look normal still. But we're still we're pale, we're dirty, we're oh, I mean we stink. Just, I mean gross. Yeah, I mean we I'd worn one pair of pants for two days at this yeah. point. I've got dirt from taking a knee or from branches hitting me and stuff. Yeah. I mean we look like we've been in the woods yeah. for a week. And, uh, but we do, we saw the, the older gentleman and the younger girl who wound up being his granddaughter, I believe. And they're coming out of the woods or they're actually ho uh, hooking up to their truck. They've got yeah, a they horse were, trailer. They were, they were riding horses and, on the uh, trails. Yeah. So we start talking to them and he, uh, agrees to take us into town. Uh, we said we'd ride in the bed of the truck just if you can hook us up with a ride into town. But was nice and, enough to uh, let us inside of the heat. Yeah. So I was, you know, I was like, we got a little cash. We'll pay for it. And uh, he was amazing. I, I hope that in some way he ever hears this or, or gets a chance to. He was a saving grace. Thank you. Uh, Thank you very much because you <laughs> he were not awesome. He not only took us into town, he let us get in the cab. When we told him that we smelled terrible, he's like, we just got off of horses. We probably smell yep. too. Don't mind. Uh, he chatted with us, you know, like old friends, got us into town. We had pulled together a little bit of cash for him. I think it was like 100 150 bucks. Wouldn't, wouldn't even accept it. And wouldn't take it. Wouldn't take the cash. Said, uh, pass it along. Do something nice for somebody else. Yep. He was amazing. And he took us right to the front door. We get out. We, we're at our hotel. And it looks like something out of last century. It's yeah. just Which it ended, up, it ended up being. It was what... In yeah. a good way. Yeah. Which it was a... So the Frymont Inn, if you never heard of it, look it up. Is a Civil War era in bed you know, bed and breakfast, hotel, motel, whatever you want to call it. Um, just beautiful. We walk in. And I mean, it, we, I thought I was going to break the door when I opened it just because, I mean, everything is original. Yep. Uh, uh, everything is original. But we walk in, and it's this beautiful, beautiful lobby with this giant fireplace that's roaring. And I was like, oh, yeah, this is going to be great. <laughs> I love it already. Uh, All the locks are the lever action locks, like the. the oh, I mean, know, very everything just, is original. There yeah. no TVs in the rooms, nothing. The only Claw thing foot that, bathtubs with the overhead spigot with yeah. the only full the, circle. Yeah, that's shower the, only, the only thing modern in that thing was the electricity and running water. Yep. And so yeah, we get we get signed in and we go in our room. We end up buying some shirts from the gift store too because we needed some shirts. We were yes. we were rank, and uh, so we get in our room, plop down, and and. Yeah, we, no chance of doing laundry at this point. We can no. clean our bodies, but our clothes are still disgusting. Oh, uh, absolutely not. I, I think I washed some underwear in the sink just so I'd have it for the next day, but they weren't going to be ready for me anytime soon. I went commando. Yeah. So we, we uh, not together, but we ended up showering. And at the, <laughs> But at that listen, at that point, we'd already slept together. I would have showered with the man. It would have <laughs> been okay. If we, necessities. But it, luckily, we were able to make that happen. Yeah. It, we got it, cleaned up, got changed, put on our fresh new Frymont in t-shirts and <laughs> and laid down until dinner and then had a just a five course meal of, of ribeye steak, potatoes and cake and jack and cokes. It was, so that was the other amazing thing was the meal like you said earlier was included in the stay. The breakfast was included. 
So we had these amazing Which meals. Which is the only two we needed. <laughs> yeah, we were only staying there for those two. So it's included in our rate. So we're we're only paying the one fee. It was actually an incredible stay for the price. Oh, yeah. And but the funniest part for me was we get there, you know this this restaurant's in the hotel, and I'm thinking in my head motels down here around Claremont yeah. and stuff. You know, they might have a continental breakfast or something, yeah. or even if they have a restaurant built into them, it's a hotel restaurant. Yeah. You know what I mean? So it's I'm not going to be good. Oh, we're going to walk in this place and and just grab some food and leave. Man, we walk in there, and they you remember they put us at that table by the kitchen because we look embarrassing because the rest of the people in there are wearing suit jackets and yeah, stuff. We're this in, is a nice we're in restaurant. hiking pants and the shirts we bought, and we just look dirty. And Mind right. you, the shirts, what, yours was like a coral or something, wasn't it? Yeah. I forgot, like a bright, and, and mine was orange, like yeah. a fluorescent orange. Yeah. So, yeah, so they put us in this table that's almost in the kitchen. Which but didn't care. We, we didn't got our care. food faster. We got our food right away. <laughs> Hooked us up with drinks. It was, oh, my gosh. I, the dish was so good. Like you said, uh, salad appetizers, three-course meal, the dessert. I don't even eat sweets, and I think I had a cheesecake or something. Oh, yeah. And we it was, oh we needed that. We gosh, needed that sugar. Man. Jack Oof. and Coke. Listen, Jack, I love Jack Daniels. Jack Daniels is not no, like, premier, like, luxury whiskey. But damn it if it didn't feel like it at that point in oh, time. Oh, it was hitting the spot. It hit the spot. And then, I think, like, eight glasses of water. Oh yeah, at least Just keep refilling. Yeah. And this time we bought plenty. Of, we bought plenty of water on this trip. I had yeah, brought two Nalgene's. We filled up every chance. I didn't go if one Nalgene was empty. I had the other one, but it didn't matter. I think I used one the whole time. Yeah, <laughs> we filled up the whole time. But we get done eating dinner and we just go. I mean, we crashed. It was seven o'clock. We just called the wives and said, "Hey, here we are. We made it. We're alive. Uh, we're gonna figure out a way back to the car tomorrow, and then we're coming home. But tonight." We are going to bed. Yep. See you tomorrow. And then we just crashed, man. Set no alarms. We're, we'll wake up when we wake up. Nope. Yep. And then we did. We woke up probably at like, we slept for a good 14 hours at least. Yeah, I think it was eight or nine when we got up. Because it was still breakfast time. Yeah. We did manage to get down there and eat our breakfast the same way. Which was a five-course breakfast. It was amazing. And again, amazing people. The waitress, she was yeah. the one that... She started calling people and figuring yeah, out how to get She was talking to, to us, asking what we were doing, and we were like, oh, we just got done hiking. We're trying to figure out a way to get up top. And she's like, oh, let me call around. She called her roommate. She called, called like four people. And it yeah. ended up being, was it her roommate? It was her roommate that ended up taking us to the top because none of the shuttles were running that day. Yeah. And so, yeah, she called her roommate. and uh, He showed up in his Nissan Versa. Yeah, he showed up in like an hour. And so we hung out, got our stuff ready, hung out by the fireplace. Yep. And he ended up taking – and, yeah, so – she got him, got met us up there, and took us up to the top. And just the nicest guy, interesting guy too. Used to be, used to work for uh, the National Park Service. He worked at the Grand Canyon. He worked in Smoky Mountains. Worked all these amazing places. Uh, I think he was a professor or something too. Done. He did Ironmans. He did like cross country bike, all kinds of stuff. I mean, we talked. It was an hour drive up there. We talked to this dude the whole time. It was very. I cool. mean, even though his pet spider tried to kill me. Uh, <laughs> We're just we're driving. All of a sudden, I look down and there's this giant. I mean, a huge. I think it was a wolf spider, maybe. It just uh, and I'm listen. I'm arachnophobic, like to the fullest extent of the word. And if you can hear my kids screaming, sorry about that. Uh, but I'm arachnophobic to the fullest extent to the word. And when I saw this spider on my leg, and it wasn't small, it was as big as my hand, and I I froze, like I froze. And he, the guy looks over. He's like, "What's wrong?" I was like, "Spider." He just and he smacks it, kills it on my leg. I was like, "Thank you, you're amazing. <laughs> I love you." Like, cause I, I grown man, just I mean the stuff that I've seen, and we get that 
we'll get to that at some point, maybe another episode. But and I'd freeze with this little, well, not little, this spider, just this little creature on my leg. And I'm like, oh god, I don't want to die. <laughs> so, but he we get up there, man, and then we we start the one mile climb up to Klingman's Dome from the parking lot. Which was worse than everything we've done so far. Yeah, now we're all because sore and lactic acid buildup. I was sore. I had blisters on both feet. I was chapped. I had no underwear on. And just, yeah. I was, I me, mean, I mean anyways, because I can only feel what I feel, was tore up. But it was worth it. And we, yeah, so we get some, we stop in the little the little gift shop, get some stuff before we go up. We get a shirt, some stickers, because we gotta, you gotta do that. You gotta yeah. commemorate the, the trip. And then we finally get up there to our prize, Klingman's Dome. It was terrible. Just kidding. It was amazing. <laughs> it was the most beautiful sight. And I think I've been there once as a kid, but didn't remember it. But I will remember that one. Because, yeah. I mean, it was beautiful. It was a beautiful day. We got up there probably like almost by noon, I think. Yes. Yeah, so the sun was high. And it was, I mean, it was just gorgeous. You could see for miles around. You could see, uh, you're looking at Gatlinburg. We looked, you can see Bryson City, where we just came from. Just beautiful. I think we spent five minutes up there. Then we dipped out. <laughs> Yeah, we didn't spend a ton of yeah. time, but it, there was we spent a good little bit just yeah. looking around. It was it we, really was. We incredible. took our pictures. We you know we commiserated our trip, and then we dipped out because we were tired. <laughs> we wanted to get back to the car and and just get home. Yeah. So and then we definitely yeah. worth it. Oh, definitely the, worth it. But we the, definitely were excited to hop in that car and start heading south. Yeah, and and it was and it was a beautiful drive out because we got got to go back to the national park. So it was just a beautiful drive. Stop, took a few pictures. Yeah, a and couple then of those pull-offs. A couple of those pull-offs, and then made our way home. And, you know. Again, Todd drove the whole way. Yeah, we caught up on the events we missed, like the Braves winning the World Series, which uh, sucked for us because we're both Braves fans and missed it. Yeah, uh, you said the Braves winning the World Series. Yeah, so we both missed it, and I was upset about that. Um, oh. What? I, was, I don't remember missing it. Did that happen while we were there? Yeah, half while we were there. Oh, okay. I think I think uh, I think maybe the day we got there or the day after we got there uh, is when they won the series because I think it was gotcha. the, yeah it was something like that but yeah so we missed that but that was uh, that was unfortunate then we had a good drive home we got stuck in Atlanta but we listened to comedy radio on Pandora the whole time oh, and literally gosh. cried laughing I'd forgotten about that we almost had to pull over a couple of times oh, we were laughing so hard we didn't matter to pull, we didn't have to pull over because we were stuck in traffic in Atlanta so Dude, we were so we were dying laughing. And they made our uh, our trip to Bucky's, and then off, and then we were home, man. And I think I slept for two days. Yeah. Oh, I, that took a lot of recoup, man. Oh, I I took a shower, plopped down in my own bed, but didn't, you know, barely said hi to the wife and kid. And I was, oh, it was tired, but it was worth it, man. Oh it, yeah. It was great. And then, but it was it was even better as we got to talk crap to the other two guys. And I think your wife talked more crap to Ryan than anyone else did. Oh man. <laughs> My wife has cut no slack about this <laughs> since it's been over. She's like, oh, these big bad men, huh? Can't walk in the woods. Right. She, uh, she's been pretty rough on them about it. Uh, but Rougher yeah, than we have been. We haven't even said anything about it. <laughs> yeah, it, it was uh, it was incredible, though. I'm glad we, we finished. I'm glad we went back and took care of that second portion. I've thought about it a lot lately. I can't wait for the second one for the next oh, one we plan. I've debated this year on doing one on my own because I know your schedule is so busy. Yeah. And I thought about doing a solo, but I'm pretty busy myself between work and school. Nah, we're gonna but, get uh, one done. I I really wanna I wanna go back there and do that one again, full all the way through. Maybe change some things up, obviously, but yeah, I wanna get out. I wanna go do the Grand Canyon, do something, go out, maybe do portions of the PCT, 
uh, like I was meant to talk to you earlier, I really want, my next project is Overland Jeep and go do some, go do the Moab Trail and do some stuff out there. I'm all about it, man. I got the time. Let's do it. But yeah. uh, I appreciate you coming out today, buddy, and talking, reminiscing with me, man. This was a fun time. And Heck yeah, I hope brought everyone, a lot of the trip back that I hadn't thought about. In my I mind. know, man. It's it's We're going to have a good rest of the day now just thinking about that. But I hope <laughs> everyone enjoyed it. I hope uh, you guys get out there and do something like that yourselves. I will post everything on the the podcast page on Instagram. It is the Bro Dad Podcast on Instagram. Uh, I'll post the pictures that we took while we are out there. I'll post the, you know, the trail maps, things like that. So if you want to do it, if you want to do this for yourself or even just go out there and check it out, uh, all that information will be on there. And again, that is the Brodad podcast. So, uh, all right. Thanks again, Eric. Yeah, man. This has been fun. All right. See you guys.